This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 54, submission number 1233, the Mr. Ed Unsold 2004 pilot with Sherman Helmsley. The Mr. Ed Unsold 2004 pilot with Sherman Helmsley was an unsold pilot for Fox TV. This is a lot right there. Fox did this? And Fox didn't want this? Wow, it must be terrible. Wait, you mean the same Fox that dumped Family Guy after three seasons? They did not. The same Fox that decided that every other Friday they were going to have a when blanks do blank special. When blanks do blank. What is this, match game? No, that was another pilot on Fox. True story. It was a match game pilot for Fox? There was a match game pilot for Fox! Yeah, what the blank? It was with uh, Fred Willard as host. And Randy West announced it. I have not seen a clip, but as soon as I find one, it's going on the list. The only clip I've seen is the open. But yeah, um, this, this, yeah, that Fox, they did not want this show, which means to tell me it must be terrible. You're right on the nose there. And I'm not even putting the opening in because the opening is like five seconds long and I'm not like, you know, pissing on the legacy of the original Mr. Red with the theme. No, we're not. This is not good at all. No, it's not good at all. Spoiler, I lied. Okay, so who so who did they get to star in the particulars? We already mentioned that Sherman Hemsley is the voice of your titular Palomino. Hold up, Chico. What uh-huh. is Mr. Ed exactly? He's a horse. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Say it again. He's a horse. Wait, Mr. No. Ed is a horse. No, you mean he, Mr. Ed's a horse. He's a horse. Mr. Ed's a horse. Yeah. But he hasn't no, I... met Mike Francesa, so what kind of a horse is he? Fox commissioned a pilot in 2004 for Mr. Ed with Sherman Hemsley as the voice of Mr. Ed and playing the role of Wilbur David Allen Bash. Now, if you're like me, you're going... Who would that guy be? Who that guy be indeed, Chico? Uh, future installment, Three Sisters. And everything else is just him as that guy from that thing. He's a very classic that guy from that thing. He yes. actually, fun fact, he actually played the ESPN boxing commentator in the movie Real Steel. Oh, the robot boxer movie, Real Steel, with Hugh Jackman, which we'll cover on a spin-off podcast. It was a thing in the movies. Yes, the very same. Oh, we should also note that 
<laughs> Unlike the original TV show where the character's name was Wilbur Post, this Wilbur is Wilbur Pope. What? So, Wilbur Pope. So at least they haven't sullied the legacy by using the same name. They're not going to just poop on the uh, legacy of of uh, Alan Alan Young there. No, yeah. they're not going to crap all over Alan Young's legacy. No, it's not proper honoring of Alan Young's legacy, like having David Tennant voice Scrooge McDuck in the DuckTales reboot. Hey, David Tennant owns that role, okay? That's what I was complimenting David Tennant. Oh, okay. I was complimenting him because uh, okay. he's getting he's Scottish. He's Scottish. Yes, that's the joke. That's the whole thing. He's Scottish. Like Alan Young was Scottish, right? I, I don't know if Alan Young was. Well, let me take a look here. Alan Young was yeah. British Canadian. Okay, so okay. close enough. Close enough. They're both. They're both. Isn't Scotland part of the UK? Yes. Okay, good. Unless you unless you are listening from unless you're listening from Scotland, in which case the answer is obviously no. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Chico. Oh, thank you for that clarification. <laughs> so David Allen Bash plays Wolver, and like the original series, he's the only one who knows that Mr. Ed can talk. Oh my god. A talking then, horse? A talking horse. Oh. Talking horse. But hey, Greg, this one's gonna really blow your mind. You know who played the role of Carlotta Pope? They didn't name the wife Carol. They named him Carlotta. You know who played his wife? Yes, because I mentioned it a couple episodes ago. And well, then it's that's- gonna be a flashback. Oh, yeah, and you know who else was in that pilot, baby? I don't know, Cheryl- looks like Davey Presley, but I don't know. Cheryl and Finn from Twin Peaks. So you know what that means? Yes, it gives me another excuse to talk about Twin Peaks on this podcast. Yeah, got, yeah, Chico, I said it a couple episodes ago. It was Cheryl and Finn, Audrey freaking Horn herself. <laughs> I thought you had more to go with that. Okay. No, no, no. But I got something that I got something that's gonna blow your mind later on when we discuss who else was in the cast. Go on. <laughs> who played the daughter in this pilot? Uh, obviously somebody young, blonde, and ditzy. Yeah, Sarah, least... Sarah Paxton. Well, hold on. Shut up. Shut up. Are you talking about Sarah Paxton from Future Installment? Murder in the first. No, I was talking about Sarah Paxton, who was a child panelist on future installment Small Talk. Are you talking about Sarah Paxton from future installment The Beautiful Life TBL? Yeah, her. She but... was in a lot of future future installment Pepper Dennis. That that oh. Sarah Paxton. She played. Oh, and she also played Aquamarine in the uh, Patreon spinoff podcast. It was a thing at the movies. Co-starring JoJo. Co-starring JoJo. Oh, yes. But hey, guys, you're not going to believe what Sarah Paxton was also in. Because, because, are you ready for this? 
You know what she was in? What? Who? What was she in? She was in Twin Peaks: The Return. What? Yes, she plays the wife of Bill Shaker, played by Ethan Suplee, and they encounter Agent Cooper as Ducky Jones in the Silver Mustang Casino. So you know what that means? If freaking Bill and <laughs> oh, sorry. Breathe, breathe, Greg. Breathe, Greg. I know how you feel about Twin okay. Peaks. Okay. We're, we're, Chico, okay. we're losing him. Oh, no. If, if Bill and Candy Shaker weren't distracting Dougie Coop, you know what that would have meant? No 30 super jackpots? No, it, no, it would. No, if, if they didn't distract him, it would, it would mean that, that Myrtle from Superstar wouldn't have an extra mega jackpot. Oh, there you go. She would have had two mega jackpots instead of one. D- damn you, Ethan Suplee and Sarah Paxton. Damn you. Aw. Okay, and rounding out rounding out the family is Blake Woodruff playing Danny Pope. He wasn't in much. No. And there's one other uh, actor who shows up on this uh, pilot. Uh, Garrett Dillahunt appears as Jim Hendry, who is the person who owned the farm that the Popes purchased, and he shows up every now and then. But also, he shows up in, guess what, future installment, Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Oh, yeah. That, yeah now that means I'm going to have to buy it on Blue right now. Thank you, Mike. Well, you were going to buy it on Blu-ray anyway. That's exactly. true. Exactly. That's true. I mean, I, I already have the first Terminator movie on Blu-ray anyway with the Deadpool slipcover. Well, he also had a recurring role on also future installment, Maximum Bob. What the hell is Maximum Bob? I thought but, it's on the list. I don't know. Oh, uh, uh, he, played twi- the, he, he played the role of roles. In future installment, the Book of Daniel, he played Jesus, y'all. Oh, amazing! Okay, Maximum Bob. This is from IMDb, a Twin Peaks-like series. Not even oh. joking. Not even joking. That's the first line. Maximum Bob is an ultra right-wing conservative judge in Florida who has a psychic ex-marine show mermaid for a wife. <laughs> I'm I'm just reading what I see here. The sheriff is a widow. Her ballroom dances. The public defender is a spitfire from Miami. And somehow there's a family of truly odd individuals all with the same type of glasses. The jury's out on the sanity level, but is based on Elmore Leonard after all. This I think this is on ABC. I remember this. I and do I remember this. Seven episodes. And I do... I swore that we had this on the list. Did we? I'm checking. I'm checking. I'm checking your master list. Hold it on. Just, it, it just it, rings a bell. Hold, hold on. on. It's the what was that show I I was amazed about with that with the lawyer that got shot? Blind justice. There you go. Blind Justice, which is the stupidest premise of a television show ever. 
a police detective gets shot and he becomes blind. And now he must solve crimes while blind. What a stupid fucking premise for a show. Hmm. Well, well, let's talk about this show, because lest you think this is all about Wilbur and Ed, and for a large part of it, it is, this is really the story of Wilbur's daughter, Amanda, who is too bad and bougie for New York City, so Wilbur moves the entire family out to this farm, where they meet this horse, and Wilbur finds Mr. Ed's dirty little secret in that, well, he can talk. What? A talking horse? A talking horse! Oh, that's ridiculous, guys. A horse that can talk? Next thing you're gonna tell me that he can surf and skateboard and play shortstop for the Yankees. And hit a homer against Sandy Koufax. (laughs) But again, another episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Amanda is going on... Amanda's going on a date with some guy who is just... Well, it's a teenager on Fox. Use your imagination. Trying to get into her pants. Anyway! So... Ed hears this, and Ed and Wilbur team up to basically scare this guy off. And of course, because it's a teenager on Fox, Amanda's a little bit miffed about that. And it just turns out, well, she found somebody who's way cooler than he is anyway. Oh boy. I I have a feeling that I know where this this, this is going. Yeah, it's not going to end well. And here's the thing. All through the episode, Wilbur's thinking, I gotta get rid of this horse. I think I'm going crazy. Why would he th- Why would he want to get rid of the horse? It can talk! Why would you want to get rid of the talking horse? Because it makes him think he's crazy. And really also, it makes his wife think he's crazy. And his kids. Yeah, because the wife actually comes into the barn where Wilbur and Mr. Ed are talking, and she says, who are you talking to? Oh, I'm just talking to myself. It's like, okay, that's weird. Why would his wife think he's nuts? I mean, come on. I mean, Wilbur's wife has seen some crazy stuff down in the Black Lodge, let me tell you. I mean, come on. I mean, she's... She knows that this is the water and this is the well. Drink full and descend. Firewalk with me. Yes. Anyway. So, ultimately, Wilbur decides, you know what? We're going to keep the we're going to keep the horse. And before before Carlotta and Wilbur <laughs> have a roll in the hay as it were, Ruin the hay. Yeah, he has to. He has to get out of there before Ed gets a front row ticket to the show. Knowing what we know about, well, Ed. Know what I mean? I hear you, Vern. Well, what you don't know about Ed is 
He's got a bottle of liquor in his stall, and he decides to share it at one point with Wilbur. Because it's 2004 on Fox. Yep. Drunk horse. And that was pretty much it for Mr. Ed. I mean, it was a classic premise turned on its head almost. It was just, it's like, it was one of those pre-millennial baking on nostalgia to get an audience. And y'all know what I'm talking about. Because, as I like to say on this show, nostalgia is not a suitable substitute for plot development. No, it is not. And that was Mr. Ed. Mike, you had some thoughts on this. Okay, yes. First off, the CGI movements of Mr. Ed's mouth. They're not as natural as the good old days when you stick some Jif peanut butter right up in his craw and Mr. Ed's suffering to get it out of his his upper lip. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially that part where Mr. Ed is on the phone. Yeah, I mean, it looks totally, well, I don't want to say that, totally that, unnatural. That is probably 100% CG. Probably. It is 100% CG. Oh, it's definitely CG, yeah. And very bad mid 2000s CG. But then also, at the end, talking about the boyfriend, they ultimately scare off the boyfriend because uh, Mr. Ed is pretending to be the voice of the daughter, and she tells the boyfriend in the barn, take off your shirt. And he, he's, you know, not too suspicious. You know, why is your voice so gravelly? What's wrong with your voice? Just do what I'm telling you to do. Take off your shirt and cover yourself with peanut butter. And <laughs> I see what you did there. Well, thankfully, that was just about the extent of it. Uh, Mr. Ed didn't um, eat the peanut butter off. Oh, gosh, I can't believe I just said that. I, I can't believe Mr. Ed... No. Um, no, that's going to be edited out. No, it's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's having a crisis of conscience, people. Yeah, I, I just can't believe that Mr. Ed didn't, like, lick the peanut butter off of him. That would have been the ultimate I see what you did there, Fox. That would have been... Well, well there are also some very... I don't know, kind of disturbing moments, especially when you consider that uh, Amanda, the daughter, is like 16 in this, so she's, you know, underage. Uh, Specifically the part where, uh, when talking about the boyfriend or talking about uh, you can't see the boyfriend, that Wilbur notices that she has a belly button ring. Really? Is that something that needs to be known about a 16-year-old? No. And, 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 and also, I think there's at least one reference to her being a stripper at some oh, point. For the lo- no, 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 no. Yeah. No. Again, Fox edginess slash Fox inappropriateness. Yeah. There's not, there's not good, wholesome Fox entertainment in the early 2000s, like future installment, the first annual Miss Dog pageant. Oh, jeez. Or, or previous installment, Greg the Bunny. Or, but yeah. But, you know, yeah. But or it, previous it, installment, it's your chance of a lifetime. There you go. Uh, but in the end, actually, there was a big debate. 
Wilbur wanted to stay at the barn that was purchased, and the family wanted to go back to New York City. In the end, they decided they were going to stay at the barn. Oh, uh, it's it's almost like Green Acres. Goodbye, city life. Green Acres, we are there. Surprised they didn't try to reboot that. Yeah, but you don't have someone as great as Eva Gabor in it. True. No, yeah, you don't have Eddie Albert or Eva Gabor. This is... uh, Yeah, this is definitely something on TV. It's... Well, it was almost a thing on TV, you see. Yeah. Almost. And also, the, the, the whole time, there's also you know a little bit of a subplot here in terms of, and we mentioned it earlier, the family wanted to get rid of Mr. Ed, and ultimately in the end, let's keep Mr. Ed. And this happened as Jim Hendry, who owned the property originally, was coming to get Mr. Ed, and they say, whoa, whoa, hold on, Jim. You know what? We've grown attached to Mr. Ed. Let's keep him. Oh, he's like a part of the family now. He is a part of the family, absolutely. That only Wilbur can talk to. Yeah, but also can scare the dickens out of uh, the boyfriend a- after the boyfriend slathers peanut butter on his bare chest. Now here, oh, no, okay, bringing that up. Now you have an ob- obvious plot hole. Is obvious. The secret is Wilbur's the only one who knows that Mr. Ed can talk. Yeah, that does sort of ruin it, doesn't it? And yet, he's able to talk to Amanda's boyfriend. From the shadows, but still. Gee, you don't think Amanda's boyfriend's going to figure out, gee, man, it clearly wasn't her dad or her mom or her brother that was talking. Gee, who else could it be? Could it be that weird horse that lives with them? No, I don't think it could be. Well, but remember, as I said earlier, the boyfriend heard this and said, you know, is your voice okay? And and she said something to the extent of, you know, I, I'm, you know, feeling a little down or something like that. I'm feeling a little hoarse. Oh, jeez! <laughs> Damn it, Chico! <laughs> Nailed it! <laughs> yes, you did. Why does the daughter sound so different? Okay, listen to this reason. I'm listening. She just got her tongue pierced. Equally plausible. I like your idea that her voice was just a little hoarse. Uh, that's just comedy gold right there. I mean, come on. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you went there, but I'm so glad you did. Oh my. Let's let, let's put this one to rest, and by that I mean let's not turn it into dog food. So he's not so th- so this episode's not going to a very special farm upstate. Let's just put it- the well well oh god, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. Let's put this show in the can. Oh, jeez. I have no idea why you just said this, but whatever. Can, can, uh, can, okay. can, 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 can a dog food? Uh, to, to borrow a Chico term, Mike, 
go to your room. Oh, Greg did it. No. <laughs> okay, so Mr. Ed was almost a thing on TV. Yes. And thank heavens it wasn't. This was bad. Terrible. Mike, I got a question. Okay. Would you rather watch this or Manimal? Well, I already saw this. I mean, I saw the whole pilot and I I, I saw the whole thing. Um, Would I want to see this again? No. No, this just like peed over the legacy of, as we said earlier, Alan Young and the original Mr. Ed and just the antics. And as Chico mentioned earlier, the whole secret that Wilbur is the only person that could hear Mr. Ed that got thrown out the window with the, uh, the, the, the scene with the, the boyfriend in the barn with the uh, peanut butter all over his chest. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one who I'm glad I'm not the only one who just found that a little bit off putting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the whole premise of the original series is the only person who can hear Mr. Ed is Wilbur. And that's out the window 16 minutes into this pilot. Hmm. Well, okay, so, so, so you'd rather watch Manimal. Okay, good. Good that I want good to know. Well, you can hear more about Manimal and all the other episodes we've done of this podcast at our website. It was a thing on TV.com. There you'll find past episodes, about the, more about the show, more about us, our social media feeds, and, of course, a link to our uh, weekly drops over at Place to Be Nation Pop, which, Greg, can you refresh my memory what dropped this week? Okay, what dropped... All right, so we're at... As I mentioned in the last episode, they're slowly catching up. I think in a few weeks they will be up to date. So the latest drop uh, the date that this is coming out would be Malcolm, Greg the Bunny, and Tag Team. Tag Team, a very good episode, if you haven't heard that. Yes, episode 50, which is from four episodes ago. So if you haven't gotten a chance to watch that, uh, do take a listen. And I still say the McDonald's grilled steak sandwich, that is a bootleg McRib. Okay? I'm going to go to my grave and say... McDonald's grilled steak sandwich was a bootleg McRib. McDonald's grilled steak sandwich. It was the thing at the drive-thru. Well, now that Greg's got evidence on me saying that I'd rather watch Manimal than this. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay, Mike. Well, it's it's, going to come back and bite me in the future, I think. Well, it's not going to bite you next week when we have two more episodes to go through. Oh, but oh. next next week, That's oh. not the sword, ladies and gentlemen, booyah! Next week, oh, we got yeah. a good one, and we, we got, got another two group. good ones. Oh yeah. my gosh! The last two pilots we're going to cover for now. Then we'll get back to regular aired series. But oh my gosh, the first episode is going to be well. The first episode's a classic. The second episode. It was just submitted to us, and I made an executive decision earlier this week and said, you know what? We were going to do a normal show that aired in that spot, but I said, no, after watching the first half of this pilot, we need to talk about this. Oh, we got stuff to say, and one of these is good, and one of these is 
man, it, if you thought the whole computer graphics or the, the talking of Mr. Ed was bad on this pilot, <laughs> wait till you get to the second episode next week. Oh, boy. Oh, I got stuff to say. But that's next week. But for this week, uh, we're going to go and put this to the glue factory for Greg and Mike and Chico. We'll see you next week with another thing on TV. Horse. <laughs>